Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. All right. Well, we're back. Hello. It's it's not been a minute. It's now uh, a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're back on track. How many minutes is that? <laughs> uh, you do the math. I'm not doing that. Minutes. It's it's several. So um, yeah, so, we're we're back in the groove. I'm gonna do a shout out because today I had to get up at five o'clock in the morning. You didn't to, have to. I didn't have you to. You chose to. I was asked by a very one of my best friends who. Had her debut of her food truck, and um, so we did a marathon, the Milltown Marathon, and her new business is Milltown Bakery. So shout out to Milltown Bakery. If you ever need a any kind of specialty work done, she does the most amazing work. Look her up on Instagram, Milltown Bakery. Amazing work. Okay, I'm done giving my flag. Bye. Milltown, where's that? Why Mil- is- Milltown is considered Everett, Washington, because it used to be where the mill was. It had a huge That's why mill. we always made fun of Everett because it, it smelled so bad. so bad. <laughs> but it... They it, thought the aroma Tacoma was bad? Everett was worse. Everett was horrible because I remember as a kid, we would try to hold our breath the entire time we went over the... Um, the trellis? S- it's called something else. The Sioux... Slu. Slu. And because the pulp just smelled so Yeah, that pulp was something. Oh my God. But it was a... It was a mill town for quite a long time, and the name kind of died off when the pulp mill closed, Mm -hmm. and there's been a revival of it where a lot of businesses are trying to bring back the history of Everett. Everett's where I was raised. So I I assumed it was Mill Creek, because mill town, and it was... Well, that's kind of where Mill Creek got the name. They were trying to Mm -hmm. pay homage to Everett, because they were technically Everett, Okay. Now, Mill Creek is just, for those that don't know, Mill Creek is just south of Everett. It's a nice community. It's it, where it Sprawl has gone to. It used to just be an extension of Everett, mm-hmm. and now it's its own city. Okay. And so, like, when I was a kid, when Mill Creek came along, I was in high school, and it was, like, four streets. Oh, okay. And um, so it was kind of an extension. They kind of piggybacked that name, and now if you go to downtown Everett, um. You've got Milltown Coffee. You've got Milltown Bakery. You've got... Oh, okay. So everything, everybody's trying to do a revival of the original gotcha. Everett. Okay. And it's really kind of a nice thing to see. Like yeah. they have like little cafes and things like that. And, and also, fun fact, that's where Funko has their headquarters. Yes. And so anytime I go up there and I go to lunch with my uncle, I stop at Funko and end up with <laughs> buying something. I don't know why that's a thing. But it's, it, I don't know. It's, that's, it's a fun place. If you've never been, you should go. If you ever are in Everett or even in Seattle and want to do something kind of different, yeah, that is... They have some of the most amazing it's really displays cool. in Funko that And you can I've make your own. They, yeah. they got this little machine to, to make your to own. Create your, yeah. You can have like an American Girl doll that looks just like you, but a Funko doll that looks just <laughs> like you. So If you look like a Funko, then you look weird. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but look up Milltown Bakery. Follow them on Instagram. Give them some love. Her products are amazing. I love her. She's one of my best friends. So don't be a dick. <laughs> 
Yeah. That should be a t-shirt. We should talk to Clint about making a t-shirt for that. <laughs> Clint's pretty good at making t-shirts for us. <laughs> so we've been doing a lot of traveling lately. We haven't traveled since the last podcast. So no, we, we don't have any travel. So for those that were bored as hell, like didn't listen to the last episodes because it had nothing to do with dentistry. Well, this will be doing with the, well, closer last to normal. Time, uh, the Las Vegas one was about dentistry. Yeah, and so was IDS. Because we it haven't was... done that one. Oh, yeah, we did. I'm a liar. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So there was those. Um, I mean, they've all had dental flavors, but there weren't really yeah, dental advice. Yeah, there's a advice. lot of travel craziness. Um, traditionally, we were always asked, uh, answering Reddit questions and things like that. So this will be a little bit more normal. Up that alley. Um, the, what we thought you've... You fully embraced. Uh, Holly is known for hating dentists, dental offices, dental anything, um, and yet you've joined some dental groups on Facebook. I have. So I'm partially to spy. <laughs> oh, okay. It makes me feel better about myself oh. in our office. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's cathartic because but part of it is I've realized that a lot of offices need outside support because their offices are shit. I am just like, what the actual fuck? That sounds so arrogant. Well, You're... okay. So one of the questions, <laughs> we are pulling a couple of scenarios off of this uh, Facebook page. Uh-huh. And should we keep the Facebook page uh, secret? And yes. Not... <laughs> and don't give the people's name. But the scenario, I feel like this is good for all doctors okay. to hear. Mm-hmm. Because... What the actual fuck? Well, and, and that's one reason why social... I, I, I loved social media when it came along, and, and a lot of dentists did as well, because we were such a cottage industry. We're all on a little island. We were so um, secluded from everybody else. We And that's, I think, why there's so much mental illness in the dental industry. You're, we're our own worst critics. We have no idea if what we're doing is good. We think we're doing the best we, we can, but we don't even know. And then when social media came, originally I was part of email groups and then Facebook came along and now we had f- pictures to go along with the the messages and, and bulletin boards and things like that. Dental Town came along like 2002. Um, but it did allow us to actually compare notes and help each other, boost it's each other. It's also vent. I mean, there's a, definitely a catharsis. Because you can go to as many therapists as you want, but unless your therapist is, their dad is a dentist. Mm-hmm. They're not helping you in the same manner. That well, they don't really understand. Right. They're, they can't. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it is nice. That's one reason why I've enjoyed helping my friends work at their practices. Because I feel the same way. I can see how screwed up they're doing it. And you're like, oh, then well, the way we do it actually is a good idea. And sometimes I pick up a little nugget going, oh, this is a great product. Oh, I should be using this instead. But usually it's they're using products that I. But usually my biggest thing with that is I don't believe that you should only be in groups where everybody thinks exactly the same way you do. Yeah. The groups that I've I've seen that have done the best were um, each doctor has a different focus or preference or something. So this one group I was at, one guy loved doing endo. Great. I want to do all the, send all the endo. I'll open the teeth and medicate it, but he gets all the endo. Uh, you know, I do the implants and the other guys don't. So, um, it's nice that we're not, 
you know, cannibalizing each other's treatment plans and things. We can, as long as there's enough work to go around, then well, you can kind of. But you also need differences of opinion. So when you have, then, yeah, I don't. I always like with my girls and everybody that I know that goes to therapy. I'm like, if you're going to a therapist and all they do is agree with you, you're at the wrong therapist. Mm-hmm. Because I hate to say it, there's something wrong with everybody. Right. And if your therapist is telling you you're always right, right, then they're wrong. Well, and traditionally. Dentists have no problem disagreeing with each other. It's if you went to 10 different dentists, you'll get at least 11 different treatment plans. Uh, no one sees it the same way. No one does it the same way. Um, that can be good. Um, but I was in a, the office this last weekend and the, there was this one dentist that convinced I had to take over the case because the, the patient was now convinced that she had needed this one. They did endo post and build up and prepped for the crown. Um, but the, they said that the, the post, the, the, they had the patient riled up that they, the whole thing just needed to be redone. It was all screwed up. It was wrong. And I said, no, it actually, this is how you evaluate a root. So I narrated for her. This is how we judge, you know, we need to be within the, the radiographic apex, one millimeter shy. We need a dense fill. There's no voids. You know, the post could have been a little bit deeper, but it still was clinically acceptable. There was a void in the buildup, but that's no big deal. When I prepped it, I filled it in. Uh, it didn't need to be starting over. So you went back and you re-prepped it for her? I, well, I finished the preps, Okay. but there was a void in one of the teeth that all I needed to do was repair that void. I okay. didn't need to redo the post. I didn't need to redo a whole bunch of things that this other dentist... I guess they have a, th- this dentist, it was interesting. I disagree with just about every single treatment plan this dentist does. So they had me in the schedule to do like seven fillings and I'm texting my friend saying, uh, well, you texted me. I texted like, you I'm too. I'm not doing it. And I said, I see one that I would agree. The rest of them, th- that's not decay. That's, that's just. Well, and shadows. part of it is it was a young kid. And once you t- t- yeah. t- touch that tooth, that tooth will have an issue with it for the rest of its life. Mm-hmm. It's restoratively committed to maintain and everything. And I just said, I'm not doing it. I'm not touching it. And then they no-showed anyway. So it became a non-issue. But I'm looking at all of these treatment plans this other doctor does, and it's just totally aggressive treatment planning. And I'm like, ah, I I don't do that. I definitely want to see uh, pathology and not Well, pathology and, and enough that it warrants doing it on a kid mm-hmm. that has adult teeth but is still mm-hmm. considered a child. Yeah, they were like 19. They were in college. It was the, in, during their spring break. Now, if they so, do have de- decay, then that's, decay it, is, is, yeah. it is what it is. But, but I mean, this these were... The problem with digital radiography is there's so many shadows and nuances that some people look at that and say, oh, yeah, that's a cavity. And I'm looking at it going, that's just the difference in pixelation from the density of, of contours of the right. tooth. That, that's, not, that's not cavity. Um, and I'm the one, I, I don't like it. I need it to be at least halfway through the enamel, not, oh, it's almost to halfway of the enamel. I would prefer to actually see it through to the dentin, maybe not see dentin growth, but if it's all the way through the enamel into dentin, yeah, okay. That's a cavity for sure. But when it's, I have to use the little pixel part, the, the eagle eye thing to, to hover over where I suspect it. And I can see three pixels that look a little irregular and everything else is not, I'm not touching that. Yeah. You know? So, um, and there are, I'm sure there are people listening right now saying, you know, no, I, I, I prep those. That that's fine. For um, you. For you. I, I just won't. Um, 
because there's plenty of other things going on in teeth and other mouths to, to fix. So, you know, why slow me down for a hundred dollar procedure Ugh. when I have a thousand dollar procedure waiting to be you done? You hate fillings. <laughs> well, it's just such a, to Tedious. do it well, yeah. you have to take the time and it's time consuming. If we were paid adequately for the amount of time, right. I'd, ha- I'd be less concerned. But if I'm going to spend, you know, an hour and a half and I'm going to produce $150, uh, that's, um, I think I can wait. Yeah. You're like hard pass. So, all right. So this group, let's, let's jump right in. Cause, uh, there, there were a few where you sent them to me. I'm like, really? So this, the, and this is a local group. So this is a nationwide group. Oh, I thought these were local people. Nope. It's nationwide. Okay. So it makes it a little easier that most likely their office isn't listening. <laughs> well, let's be honest. No one's listening. So That's true. we're good. Um, okay. How do you handle bereavement leave in your office? I am the office manager. My grandmother, who I was very close with as she raised my brother, sister, and I, passed away suddenly on Thursday. I am the only person in the front. We just hired new assistants and they are not cross-trained. I couldn't find anyone willing to just take payments, book next appointments with our patients and was a crying mess all day yesterday. Her funeral is this upcoming Friday. Thoughts? So I'm thinking this is like a Monday post, and then um, it was the previous Thursday was the the passing, and it's immediately the following Friday, so, you know, three days later. Is that sound yeah. kind of like what That's it was? That's what it sounds like. Okay. I, I'm just surprised that no one was sympathetic and... and well, I just don't understand why everybody's offices isn't aren't cross-trained. Well, number one, they should be cross-trained. You shouldn't be so dependent on one single person. Because in our office, ever. if I can't be there, our assistant will just answer the phones and make appointments. She knows how to make appointments, answer phones. She may not know exactly how much to collect, right. but she knows to look in that one little box. And if yeah. there's money owing in that little box... But even if they, she couldn't collect it, she could at least dismiss the patient and get him scheduled for the next. At least the, the practice isn't going to sh- come grind to a halt. Well, and that was my, my response to her because I did respond to her. Did you do it in the group or, or direct? I did it in the group. Okay. And I said, well, first of all, why isn't your doctor telling you to get out and they'll figure it out? Yeah. I mean, the, the response is, when do you need to leave and when will you be returning? I'm so sorry for your loss. I mean, I just lost my dad, so I, I definitely understand how distracted you are. I, mean, I, I was a worthless dentist for the several days. You know, I was able to get do the job, but I was not really head wasn't fair. in the game. But I just I, that was the first thing I said. Why isn't your doctor? Why are you feeling bad and like you can't go to the funeral? Yeah, I, I, at first when I saw this, I was like, there's no way, they're, they're not letting her to go to the funeral? And then I see later, it looks like she did. But I was like, why is your doctor not leading the charge of, okay, she's got to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to do this. I'm going to need you to do this. And I need you to do this. Yeah. You don't all have to do all three things. But this is what we're going to have to do when we're in the back operatory. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to appoint before they leave. I need you to make sure that you're checking the messages. I need you to make sure that you're... Whatever. It's three fucking days. Yeah. If you're, if you can't handle your office without a specific staff member for three days, you're an idiot because you know how, as the doctor, you know how to make appointments. Mm -hmm. You know how to collect appointments. You know how to answer the damn phone. You know how to, I mean, truthfully, 
I could do the entire thing myself, there I just don't want to. Well, I and mean, there's I don't no want to reason the for it, but right, you but, could. But if absolutely nobody was there and I was the one answering the phones and, and then having to do the trip, we could do it. It would be clunky and I would hate it. Well, and then but you, I'd survive. But you also will say, I'm really sorry that so-and-so is not here. Yeah. She had a family member that passed. Please be patient with me. Yeah. And most patients are going to feel bad too. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, I'm so sorry for I her loss. She's okay. How's she doing? I mean, but people what, care. Yeah. People are nice. But everybody on the forum was like, you know what? Maybe it's time you start looking for a new office. That, because that's if they correct. cannot survive for three days without you for the lo- this kind of a loss, mm-hmm. um, they don't deserve you. It'd be one thing if you wanted to go follow fish in concert and tour around like Grateful Dead. Yeah. You know, that's different. I mean, it would be one thing if you were, and if you were constantly being inconvenient. Yeah. I mean, is it convenient? If this is no. the fourth death of the same grandma, then yeah, yeah. we might be having a conversation of... Maybe you, this isn't your office. Yeah. You, you need a, a big team DSO kind of thing. Where you're pretty much invisible and they're paying you to do nothing. Well, you know, the, the bigger bigger groups, there's usually a four people up front right. and, you know, seven assistants and four hygienists. You know, it's a little easier for everybody to handle one person being down. But there is a part two to this question, which I also sent you. Yeah. Did you want to do part two now or did you want to... Because I didn't get it in in order. No, go ahead and do the part two now and then we'll address it. (laughs) Because I didn't see that one until a little bit later. Okay. And then I like was like, what the act... I would kill you dead. Yeah. Um, Okay. So this person... So this is on the 25th. So this is seven days. So a week later. She says, in reference to my grandmother's funeral, my dentist texted me to complain on Thursday that nobody asked him for help and they messed up charging someone because they didn't know or remember the steps. Today, the day of the actual funeral, he sent me a text during the actual funeral to tell me to reschedule someone because their bridge was delayed in the lab. I haven't replied to the message. I was so sad all day, not to mention the white knuckle driving into the venue in the snow and ice. When I saw that message, I felt like I was kicked in the gut. We are off on Monday, so I'll have to speak with him on Tuesday. Thoughts? Your doctor is on the spectrum and needs to be medicated because he has got some sensitivity training he needs. That's exactly what I told her. I said, (laughs) your doctor needs sensitivity training because that is bullshit. Yeah, that he... He needed to know the day of the, the, the funeral to, to, to disable his phone or something, to leave you alone. Well, and in, and on the other hand, put do not disturb yeah. so that when he sent that message, he knew you weren't getting it. Yeah. I, I have now learned the function, the do not disturb. I love that function. That's such a beautiful thing. I have it on all the time. I'm about to start a big surgery. And I, the, the last thing I want is my, my watch vibrating because I got a message or a call or anything. I, I want that thing silent. But I'm, I just was like... So you took three days off to travel to go to this funeral. So the, this was in Utah. It was where the grandmother was. I don't think that was in that message, but we know it's Utah. So she traveled for this whole thing was three days. If you cannot handle yeah. your practice for three days. You're understaffed. And I understand we're in a well, no, situation. You have been an ignorant business, uh, business owner because... In our office, every single person is cross-trained. Right. Now, they're not identically cross-trained, but there's enough overlap of duties. That Everybody we... knows how 
to survive if somebody doesn't show up. Mm Mm-hmm. That's partly because we've had it where someone didn't didn't show show up, up. (laughs) but I mean, I can, I, I, patients know, you know, there's, there's been days where I've had to glove up, mask up Mm -hmm. and go into the back and be your assistant. Yeah. It was just the two of us. There were days. Yeah. It was just us two. Yeah. And no hygiene. No. Patients know that that happens. They're like, Hey, look who's back here. I'm like, peace. (laughs) Pitching where I need. Well, and that's how every staff member should be. Right. If you get a staff member that's like, I'm not going back there. Get the fuck out of my my yeah. my office. If, when I've had hygienists that refuse to clean up their own instruments, I, I don't do that. I'm a producer. Well, fuck off. Get we, the fuck out. We had a little come into Jesus with our hygienist where I'm like, here's the thing. You can either take care of that for Doc or you can clock out. But I'll be damned if he's going to do his trays back there and you're watching fucking YouTube. So let's get it together. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, if you have a big enough team where the hygienists don't have to, that's great. That, that's a different scenario. But, but you're the problem but for if everybody you're ref- else. If you're refusing to because you're too good. But it, or if yeah. you're upset or you're worried as the doctor to upset the apple cart, well, that's not her job. Anybody says that's not my job yeah, I, in, in, in our office is fired mm-hmm. because guess what? The only job that isn't mine is the doctor. Right. Every other job in that office if belongs there, to everyone in that office. If there's a legal requirement for something, then fine. You can't do that. But anything else, yep. everybody should be able to do it. If it requires a specific license to do it, mm-hmm. then, then okay, that's, that's not your job. That's what it is. But, but. 80% of what happens in the office doesn't require a license. Exactly. Exactly. And so everybody in your staff should be cross-trained so that you don't run into a situation like this. So an assistant who's primarily an assistant or is usually going to be an assistant, but occasionally, maybe just for an hour, maybe just for a half day when someone had a, an emergency or something might need to be up front. Well, there's been days where I've had to take your mom to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys are going to have to fucking figure it out. Mm-hmm. This is what's going on. This is what needs to be done. You can text me, but I will be at the hospital. And with- there are certain things that we're going to, we'll wait till you get back. Like yeah. financial arrangements, it could get confusing with trying to do the third party. And, and most of the stuff I try to take care of before I do need to leave. Exactly. But, you know, I'll have in the notes. Please collect $1,100 from this patient mm-hmm. and a point three weeks from now. Right. So they just have to look at the notes and they know exactly what's happening. It should be real easy to dismiss them saying, we just need to get rescheduled. And for today, it's going to cost you $1,100. Do you want credit card or check? How do you want to pay for it? Well, and that's the thing. And most people are like, well, I don't know how to ask for money. Do you want a paycheck? Yeah. You ask your doctor for money all the time. Yeah. And doctors, you're not above asking somebody for money. So fuck off. Yeah. I... I will quote, like when I'm presenting a big case, I'll quote the general fee. And in fact, I usually try to quote it like 10% higher than what it really is so that they're just a little bit yeah. more likely. But even at that, there's been times where like during COVID when we really didn't have a staff at all mm-hmm. and I I don't remember where I was, but you're like, so I just collected this amount of money. I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money you collected from them. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't need to pay all that. <laughs> He's like, well, I just looked at the bu- the number on the bottom and I just told them that that's how much it was. And so they just gave me their money. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, 
it all works out eventually. But I mean, either they have a credit or we, or we give them money back mm-hmm. or whatever. They have something else done or, yeah. but there is 100% no reason that from the doctor all the way down to the girl who cleans your rooms mm-hmm. that they don't know how to collect money, answer the phone, schedule an appointment. And, and that's the other thing. If I have someone that's in the sterilization room, just, just doing, that's pretty much their primary role. If the phone is ringing and no one else can pick up, they, they should be able to at least pick up the phone. Well, that's our rule for the entire office. Right. If and it's that, ringing, and that also, I mean, that goes for hygienists, that goes for assistants, that goes mm-hmm. for front office that goes for you that you've there's been times where you answered oh, yeah. the phone yeah i'll look at it. everybody else was busy and you were the only one not doing anything at that moment yeah i can see that things are blinking and i see other lights up so i'm like oh so she's on this line she's on this line oh then i'll pick it up and it's usually like hi thanks for calling this is roy and yeah. then people are like i talked to roy i'm like who the fuck is roy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't want them knowing that they can get the doctor on the phone that easily. So, but it's, some of them recognize my voice. Is this you, Doctor Tim? Yeah, you got me. But if you're sitting there listening to this and you're thinking, well, yeah, she. I mean, that's such an inconvenience. Three days. Go get some sensitivity training because you are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And there's, I actually, it was funny when I read that. Mm-hmm. Only one doctor came to mind, and it is a friend of yours that I'm like. Yeah, I'd probably get sued for that too. <laughs> they they commented. No, I was thinking this is something he would do, and oh. he would get in trouble for it. Oh, I think I know who you're thinking. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he's he, been in trouble a few times for be, several. He would, and because, he is actually seeing f- f- professional help for sensitivity yeah, training. He needs he, sensitivity. He, he doesn't understand. He's he's on the spectrum. He's something, and I, I don't he know. They believe officially. He just doesn't know how what's. There are times where he says things. I'm like, do, do you know what you just said? No, and he doesn't. <laughs> but if you're one of these. He's the kind of person. He did this, say this to me when he came up to me. He hadn't seen me for a while. He's like, Lance, oh, you look about eight months pregnant. Really? Well, thanks. Cool. <laughs> but that, I mean, he's so socially <laughs> ridiculous that if you're one of the, these types of people and you find that you're having to spend a hundred or plus for an assistant. That's your sign that you need some therapy because the only reason you're having to spend that amount of money for an assistant. Because no one else will tolerate you. Nobody will tolerate. You can't pay a lot of people enough to tolerate you. Yeah. And I just was my, when she was like, yeah, they're acting like it's going to be this big, huge hassle. And I'm like, of course it's inconvenient. Death mm-hmm. is always inconvenient. It rarely comes at a convenient time. Yeah, we haven't pre-scheduled That's our deaths w- yet. Everybody's requested that I do because <laughs> they want me to cook for my own funeral. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on your deathbed, will you mind making a that's casserole? What, that's what Maddie Mondel <laughs> <Did she really? laughs> We were sitting. So I have a very, I, and I don't know if it's morbid to a lot of people, but I'm just very open about death. I know I'm not getting out of here alive. I know it's coming. I'd rather have it be the way I want it to be, and I'd rather have it be. But what does it matter if it's not the way you want it to be? Because I will come back and haunt everybody. You are gone. I am not going to be gone. I'm going to come back and haunt everybody. All right. And so I was like, I want this X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. And my girls and their friends were just like, well, um, could you like do it like three days ahead of time could you like make all the food i'm like on it i'll put that in my scheduling in my brain but 
I just, the, I w- this was something that really ruffled my feathers because I was just like, Well, it just seems it. so recent from my dad's passing. It does, but it's just so rude. Yeah. I just was like, what is wrong with you? I, I think my assumption is this doctor probably ha- hasn't lost anybody in their family to know what it's like to have your world upside down. I, yeah, I don't, and I do think that doctors think that their stuff is more serious and severe than the rest of the staff. Or what a lot of doctors don't seem, the more I have talked to, especially some of the younger ones, the sky isn't falling. If that bridge needs to be rescheduled, so what? Fine, it's going to be, it's stuck at the lab and it's going to delay the day. Leave a post-it on her computer for when she comes back. Yeah, oh, and hey, doctor. You get on the fucking phone and, and call, call the, the patient. patient. And say, hey, sorry, the lab's going to be delayed. Yeah. The, if, if the patient has a problem with that, fuck them. You don't want this person as a patient. Well, and patients, do you really want that doctor? Yeah. It's no. not that hard to pick up if the phone. I, if I found out a doctor that I went to acted this way towards his staff, I would never yeah, go back. I, I would have a hard time. Yeah. I would never go back. I would be like, that guy's a dick. Yeah. I mean, I, ideally, I don't make the phone calls and I have you reschedule. Yeah, you've it, done right? it plenty of but times. I, there are times I got to do it. And there's been times that I've been answering the phone and I'm yelling. I'm like, answer the phone. Yeah. That's not what you say. It depends on who's in the office. No, you, you're pretty just answer the fucking phone. Yeah. I'm like, it's ringing off the hook. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know who you're talking to on Facebook, but you need to answer your damn phone. <laughs> do you not hear that? Are you yeah. deaf? Yeah. It's, it, yeah, I, and yes, the situation with me is different because we're married, mm-hmm. and and I know what you can do, and a lot of people don't feel comfortable telling their doctor to get off his ass. But guess what? Uh-huh. It's your business. Your business depends on the example that you set. I swear to God, you answer the phone one time, and your staff is going to be like, "Oh my God, doctor had to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. I need to get to the phone faster next time." Well, and if they don't feel that way, probably you probably to, don't want them. Yeah. Yeah, and there because there's a couple up there's where I'm, yeah, we're gonna get to where I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, so yeah, so that was something that I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was an interesting. Irrit- I was irritated you, on her behalf. Yeah, yeah, because I remember you first asking me, pointing this out like the day that they first point posted it, and then I didn't see this part two until just now. So um, yeah, it was. I just think quite the, quite the moment. you've got a. There is no excuse. For your entire staff not to know how to collect money, make an appointment, and answer the phone. Yeah, there is at those Every, three things. Everybody should. Everybody be able should to do. know that that that's a pretty easy one to do. And there's no excuse for them not knowing those three things. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. The front desk doesn't necessarily have to know how to sterilize and turn over a room. But actually, it's not that. It's not rocket science. They, they it probably would be a good thing because if you do get behind and, and things are stacking up, it'd be really cool to have someone. Start well, running. Just that. jump back there. Yeah. It's not it's, like it's, you said, it's not rocket science. And it shouldn't be every day, all day long. It should be maybe maybe you had to yeah, ten o'clock for an hour and a half that we got really it behind. Got kind of crazy. And now we got all caught up. And now you don't have to do it again for the rest of the day. Well, and then I always find that our assistants feel really bad when I'm back there in the sterilization room mm-hmm. catching them up. They're like, Oh, you don't have to do this. I'm like, you know what? It's totally fine. I want this place to yeah. work well. So in order for it to work well, I don't need you to feel like you've got, you're just been thrown under the bus. Mm -hmm. 
So I'd rather do this because I'm currently not doing anything. Yeah. If it's a rare moment where the phone's not ringing, cool. Let's get everything else caught up so the patients don't look and wonder about how sterile everything is. I just don't understand offices that are like, well, that's not my job. Right. I would lose my mind if someone said that to me. Yeah. Okay. Scenario number two. This person says, has anyone had like a quote office cell phone? We're looking into a texting service that doesn't break the bank. Our software program we have doesn't have the capability to merge with some of these bigger texting services. I'm thinking maybe of just getting like a cell phone for the office and using that, but not sure of how it reflects with HIPAA. If that is impossible, do you have recommendations for texting services? I'm going on maternity leave in June, and I'm just trying to find something easier for me so the office doesn't go up in even more flames while I'm gone. <laughs> so, Well, first of all... Shout out to Yappy. Yappy would be the for my first recommendation. Well, that was actually who I recommended. Did I you? said, okay. we've been using Yappy. Um, we've used a few others in the past, and I actually have really liked Yappy. It took me a little while to utilize Yappy the way okay. it's supposed to be set up because mm-hmm. it was so different than the other companies that we used. Mm-hmm. But now that we've been using it now, I want to say almost a year. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the quick communication I can have with a patient. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that I can email them. I can text them. I can all these things straight through the site. It's all HIPAA compliant. It's, and it's got forms and you can have all your new patient forms done through there. I mean, truly, it's kind of um, patient studios, solution reach, all these things in one company. Right. And I... If you're doing I, all these others, you can save a lot of money by just doing Yappy. Well, and that's what we ended up doing. We used to do all of these companies that mm-hmm. were doing separate things and... Now with Yappy, we can do everything at one time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I ended up telling them. Okay. And it was so weird because everybody's like, I've never heard of Yappy. What is Yappy? I was like, well, that's what I find so interesting. You know, uh, those, a lot of us, we all communicate with each other. So I'm on these internet groups and we all talk amongst each other. So we're all familiar in our own little world. Certain things are ubiquitous. We're all aware of it. And then you, you go someplace else and you say something like I'm at this office down in Longview and they have no idea what I'm talking about when I brought up Yappy, when I brought up some other other things. You're like, how, how are you not? Do- if you've never used Yappy, I highly recommend looking into it. I'll put a link in the show notes. Just because at first I was like, what are you going to make a start yeah. now? And I get a little bit. I over. saw that. There's a lot because we try a lot of stuff just to see if it's better or works, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But I get a little burnt out of that. And this one was one that I was like, I really like this because I can get text messages. I can get emails. I can get all kinds of things mm-hmm. in communication with the patient. And it's quick and people respond quickly to me because mm-hmm. of that. And I think that's a really important thing. People communicate differently today than they did 10 years ago, yeah. 20 years ago. hundred uh, percent. Years ago, years ago, email was the, the best way to communicate. Now no one opens their email at all. And so it's best because you could email and request a, a, a Google review. Right. Well, now no one even opens it up. It just goes to their spam file. So, or the folder. Now you can send text. People respond to well, text. And Yappy also has that mm-hmm. where after people have been to our office, they're automatically sent a link to leave a Google review. Mm-hmm. And it, it does help. It's mm-hmm. it's a great program. I mean, I'm not like 
let's go to church with the appy, but sure. it's yeah. pretty, I mean. Yeah. Now, what do you feel about, because we used to have an office cell phone and I used to give it to one assistant uh, to, to be able to answer on the weekends and things. I, okay, so. Now, granted, she did then commit felonies and, and I had to get defend my DEA number from her behavior. I don't mind it, but I feel like, you know, I don't like when somebody else basically is, has the phone. Mm-hmm. Like when we were gone on our trip, we had a, a front office person have the phone and I, all I've gotten in the last week are people saying, Oh, I called and left a message and da, 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 and no one called me back. I, are you guys mad at me? I'm like, I di- I'm, I am so sorry. I did not even know that you called me. Mm-hmm. That was not something that ever came to me from the person who had the phone. Mm-hmm. So I much prefer, we've trained the majority of our patients Mm -hmm. that unless you are on your deathbed, don't call us. And so we don't really get after our calls. So I feel like it's kind of an unfair question for us as an office. Um, But I do like the fact that, you know, we, we leave an after hours number. No one knows who's getting that number, but mm-hmm. there's an after hours number. Mm-hmm. And if it is an emergency, we will call you back. And it's very clear. If this is a true dental emergency Go and, to ER. and you are a current <laughs> patient of record, mm-hmm. please leave a message and someone will get back to you shortly. Yeah. But if you are some Yahoo that we don't have in our records or haven't had in our records for years... You're not current. Yeah. And uh, don't bother calling or leaving a message because I ain't calling you back. You're not a, a patient of mine. Yeah. After hours, emergencies don't exist. The people will argue with me saying, oh, I, I've made some really good new patients from these people. And then that, when I talk to them, I'm like, did you really? You, you might have been able to make some money, quick money off of this one incident, but this is not a long-term patient. She, they're not loyal. They, you wasted all of this. What, what's your personal time really worth? See, and that I feel like doctors don't value their time, and that's why they are so insurance dependent. Mm-hmm. They don't value what they're doing themselves. Yeah, I told this doctor recently. I said my after hours fee is four hundred dollars. Guess how often I go in after hours? We've gone twice <laughs> in twenty five years. Uh huh. But it's because I made that price because I was like, no, you don't get to leave your daughter's soccer game because someone can't fucking get their shit together during the week. Yeah, and so. Um, now, when we let them know, and, and also uh, we had to make it clear, the reason why we even went to those twice is because they thought they could eventually pay me, not that I required it that very moment. Because now it's like, okay, make sure this is in cash. You go to the e, uh, the ATM on the way to the office because you're needing to pay me that $400. Well, and both of those people were like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a big enough emergency yeah. that, yeah, okay, fine. Um, I tried one time where I actually brought my daughter in her pajamas so that that my passive aggressive. That was Brianna. uh She was in a little pink pajamas. I was like, you take her with you and sit her right there next to you. And they didn't feel bad. So it didn't work. So, um, they're not patients of ours anymore. Yeah. I kicked them right right the fuck out. But the other thing I wanted to point out, I know some people will say, Oh, I, we have an office uh, cell phone. Well, we incentivized for bonuses. So I had this person who I, Try to think of all the ways you, this it can be abused because this person, we had incentivized if they made an after-hours appointment and a new patient called and they were able to get them scheduled, 
then we would pay like $25 extra to the person that took the call because we were hoping that there would be a little bit of a rivalry or, or people would fight for the be able to have the cell phone so that they would be able to answer phones and, and maybe make uh, you know a couple extra about 100 bucks over the weekend scheduling the problem is they were they wanted every single phone call that they took to be counted and should be paid because and one of them she made up names and so she came back with six new patients well none of them ever showed yeah so i paid a bonus on nothing in hindsight all of the names were fake so it needed to be okay they got scheduled and then when when they show up i'll pay the 25 bucks in cash the moment they walk through the door but if they never walk through the door then there was no extra money so i'm not paying you a bonus yeah and so there were so many things where it became it, it it just wasn't worth it. So we don't have an office cell phone anymore. No, we just have a number on our phone and it's forwarded to our, our lines mm-hmm. and you and I listen to the message. And if we deem it uh, a necessity, then there's a phone call made. And mm-hmm. if it's one of these things where, yeah, I broke a tooth, but it doesn't hurt. That's not an emergency. Emergency is your, we learned what an emergency was during COVID. Yeah. Is your face falling off? Is it swollen? Then you really should go to the ER. You need to go to Dr. Carl Johnson at Pacific Northwest Oral Max Face Surgery, and he'll pull that out of your head. Yeah. Oh, I don't want it pulled. Then you can wait till Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And if, but, and if it is swollen, then yeah, you really do need to get antibiotics, and you do need it in size and drain. And you probably, if, if it's that level of an emergency, yeah, you should go to the ER. Because they'll give you antibiotics. Because they'll do all that and, and open the tissues and let it drain and all that kind of stuff. But anything, if it's just an inconvenient, uh, yeah, I'm, it's not... Pay me 400 bucks. I'll come yeah, on in. Sure. That's the thing. It's <laughs> so, all right. So last one, we got to get to this one. Uh, cause this is the one I really wanted to get to. Oh, so I can't <clears throat> remember what I sent you. Yeah. So this person says office manager looking for some validation and advice. We have a very young assisting staff. <laughs> Most came on board as students and have never worked at other offices. I was an assistant for many years before becoming an office manager. Recently, we've been trying to get them to, to help out the hygienists, even though in our office, the hygienists pull their own weight. Because of the employment crisis, right now we have four assistants, but all are very young, two still being in high school. The older two, only 20 and 21, don't like it when I ask them to change something they are doing, even when I am very careful on how we approach it. Snowflakes. As of late, I've had to ask them for for one of them to stay and help out the hygienist and the other three can go home when things run over. Usually it only runs over by 15 minutes at most. They think it's unfair for one person to have to say so, have to stay. So they prefer that they all leave or them all to stay. But when they stay, they just stand around talking. Any advice on how to approach this situation when attitudes are at play? Seems like a very reasonable request to me who did just this for a, for years. My thought is nut up and you tell them what the fuck is going on. Well, and this, and I did comment on this one too. I said, of course you did. (laughs) I said, first of all, who's in charge? Not your high schooler is not in charge. And this 21 year old girl doesn't know what the fuck's going on. You actually need to train them what it means to work for someone or they all need to become independently wealthy. It's like on Yellowstone. They get that new horse. You got to fucking break it. Break that horse. You show them who's boss. Well, and that's what I said. I said, you know, what I would do in this situation is I would sit everybody down, all four of them as a staff. And I would say, I am so glad that you guys really enjoy working together and that you guys really are looking out for each other. 
And however, we will be on a rotation where one person is scheduled to stay with the hygienist. You all are welcome to stay in the office. Just know you will be clocked out when it's time for you to be clocked out. Mm -hmm. She will be the only one getting paid to be here. Yeah, I would point out, I don't pay anything if you're just going to stand there doing nothing. Well, no, I just think if you just say that very, it's completely fine. You guys can stay here all you want. You're just not going to get paid for it. And then you will realize... They'll probably have to be able to then follow it up saying, look, I'm not paying you to stand around. Yeah, but... People need to know that there's no reason to pay you to just fucking stand yeah. there. You have to be earning us money. And these fucking snowflakes that are in high school and 20 years old think that they should. See, the problem is I'm, I'm seeing all these people commenting uh, elsewhere on Facebook and they're this like the, the, we're going through this new workers revolution. We're taking things over. No, no longer are we going to put up with the working conditions well, that we've had. Unless you're going to gonna pay the employer for employing you. That's going to end. Right. Well, no, they think that the, this, we now have these demands. The reason why we have a, 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 a worker's shortage is because the workforce now isn't going to put up with the oppressive conditions that they've been given. What? Fuck uh, you. Being an employee? Yeah. You're not the, the boss. You're not taking all the financial risk of well, everything that goes yeah, sideways. It's like when I tell certain staff, I'm like, you're never going to be the dentist. Right. So quit acting like you deserve to be. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. So I had made that comment. I said, just sit everybody down. I said, here's the thing. If you do not take control of this little situation, it'll grow. It'll grow and get out of control and you will never get control again mm -hmm. until you fire everybody. Yeah. This is a very minor thing right now. And if you just, if, if I'm going to, I might like you, but if I'm not going to get paid to be there hanging, helping you, I'm not staying. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, peace out. See you tomorrow. Yeah. All of a sudden that camaraderie goes away. You know, you might get somebody who for a couple of days will stay and hang out. But if she knows that she's not getting paid for it in the long run, she's not going to do it. She's not going to continue to do it. Or if she does, well, cool. I'm not paying for it. So I don't get what, get, give a shit what you do. But you need to be very cut and dry. Yeah. As soon as your last patient is done, you will be clocked out. Yeah. Either by me or by you, but you will be clocked out. She's the only one with permission yeah. to you, stay. You forget to clock out, then we'll, we'll get that fixed. I'll edit that time card for you. Yeah. So many of them are, they pass a regret. They, they go to lunch late and they come back from lunch a little early and they, they embezzle uh, 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. And, and I'm so like, suddenly you've got, you know, in a paycheck, they've got four extra hours. And uh, that adds up. So go fuck yourself. That's not okay. So, uh, and, and the problem is, this is one reason why for years I refused to hire anybody under the age 30. Well, and, and I also don't think employers realize that you don't have to allow them to clock in and out themselves. Right. Your front desk can clock in and out every single person on your staff. Mm -hmm. So if they're supposed to be gone and they're still fucking around back there, you, you need to go to lunch. You've been clocked out. Yeah. I got you clocked out. You, sh you sh should go. And you'll, you'll notice that people are hustling a lot more. It's, it's not a legal thing that your staff has to clock themselves in and out. They right. don't have to punch their card like on Flint, the Flintstones. Right. I think legally they have to agree. Like they have to sign that this is the, yeah. this, these are the hours. They have to agree that these really are the hours. But they don't have necessarily – they don't have the ability to embezzle from you. Right. So. And, 
you know, that was a hard thing. I feel like for a couple members of our staff for a while mm-hmm. and I would look at the schedule and I'm like, well, I don't understand why you left 20 minutes late when your patient left 20 minutes before you were supposed to go to lunch. Yeah. So there's 40 minutes there that you didn't clock out for. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying for that. Mm-hmm. So now everybody, their lunch is to the minute. Yeah. Because they know that I'm going to be up in their face. And saying, we're watching. Yeah. Well, I well, there was a meme not long ago where someone posted that they they take a dump every day at 1030 to 1045 or whatever. So for 15 minutes and they added it up in like one year, they got paid like a thousand dollars that year to take a to, crap. To, yeah. And it was all funny and everything. I'm, I'm sitting there. I was the employer going, well, fuck that. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not getting paid to take a shit. Yeah. So, yeah, people, people are aware some consciously others unconsciously uh, that they're they're stealing that's that's yeah. theft and so it's one of those things that you have to take the philosophy of every staff member needs to be earning you money in order to be on your clock if they're yeah. not earning you money somehow whether it's filling a schedule checking out a patient turning over rooms whatever if they're not earning you money they are burning your money so take control of it. And yeah, you don't have to be a dick. You don't have to nickel and dime it. But just so you know, if you don't, the nickel and dimes add up. And you're the one paying for it. So make sure your staff knows what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Because there's days where very rarely that will run over. But I'm like, well, we owe them that money. They're, we ran mm-hmm. over. Yeah, if we run over, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But... You know, and there's every once in a while, oh, you didn't get your full lunch. All right. Well, do you want to leave early or Mm -hmm. do you want to just get paid for that? And usually they're like, I want to leave early. Yeah. I'm like, me too. Let's go. Yeah. That's that. Totally agree. But that's about it. Yeah, we still had more, but I think we've uh, we we've, have more. Yeah, we'll 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 save it for next time. Okay. So we've we've gone almost. I actually a, can't remember what I sent you. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so we've already gone fifty minutes. So oh, we, we sorry, probably, people probably should <laughs> should wrap it up. Um, so those that may have been listening and have comments, feel free to send us an email. Working interference or uh, yeah, working interferences at gmail We'd also really love some reviews. Yeah. If you guys are out there and you feel so inclined, we'd really love to get some reviews. We haven't had any for a long time. Well, we also we haven't had shit for six months. I know. So we're back. Yeah. <laughs> so send some reviews. Um, if someone wanted to contact you directly, Holly, how would they do that? Uh, Globetrotter Grub on Instagram. Okay. So you can do a D- DM on yep. that. Just okay. send me a little notice or working interferences on Instagram or yeah. winter interferences on Instagram. Uh, or I'm on Instagram at DR Timmerman DMD. Um, I don't really check social media really that much. So that's not the best way to find, find me email is probably going to find me better or, um, cause so, you're old. Yeah. Cause I, I am, I am old. I just had a birthday, so I'm officially old. <laughs> so on that note, we're throw out a song. You got a song you thought uh, would be good to listen to on the way out? No, I didn't prepare for anything. No song? Okay. Well, then I'm going to do Blue Monday by Orgy. It's a cover of New Order's song, but Blue Monday because Monday is always a, a blue, it's Monday, blue tomorrow. day. So on that note, peace. Love you. 